Bear on Bears fans, Pat the Designer, Jason McKee, Chicago Bears podcast. Y'all already know how we get down, man. Listen, we have a uh, we have an interesting outlook over the next five games, and I want to get Jason's thoughts on how the Bears may fare during that. And listen, there's there's a lot to be impressed by over the last couple of games, but who's impressed the most through the first five weeks? We got a debut last night that has been probably the most anticipated debut I would say maybe since Derrick Rose but has J-Mac ever been a part a part of a debut like that we'll talk about that Frank Wright's talking trash about his owner not really but it came off a little salty uh, and that's good for the Bears also some wide receiver combo and of course Bears versus Vikings all that and more in today's episode of the Chicago Bears podcast hit that like button subscribe to the page Leave that five-star review. You know what to do. You're not getting this coverage anywhere else. I swear you're not. I don't care what you say. Uh, let's jump into it, J-Man. First off, how you doing, brother? Y'all got uh, Notre Dame prep this week. Uh, a lot of tape watching, a lot of film watching. You 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 sleeping at all? Yeah, man. You know, as a coach, you don't really sleep. You're working nonstop. So uh, evaluating film, putting together game plans, obviously practicing every day. Another day closer. Um, today is our third down day. Uh, then tomorrow we go through our mock game. And Friday we tee it up. So. Uh, good thing is we're at home. Another great opportunity for our kids to perform in front of our, you know, student base and, uh, you know, in front of their parents, their girlfriends or whatever. Uh, but another step for us to have a chance at, at getting another win in the win column. Uh, you know, definitely we have two home games left. We want to finish the season strong. Um, we've clinched the playoff spot. But, you know, your, your best football is you want to be played late in the year, not early. So we got out the gate fast, but we want to also, you know, make sure we have that sustainability to finish the job, uh, you know, finish our goal. My favorite thing is J-Mac hate coach speak, but anytime I ask him about his team, he come out with the, the fire coach speak out here. He'd be like, hey, man, we, we want to win. We got to focus on next week. He know on the inside, he like, we're going to go to Notre Dame, and then we're going to go to Nevada. Yeah. And then we're <laughs> you got to win game at a time, man. That's how, I mean, I, I, be, I always like that as a player, too. Like, I didn't want to, you know, even when I played high school and college and pros, I didn't, I didn't want to get too far ahead. And yeah. I always had coaches that, kept things in perspective for for us as a team yeah where we didn't want to get too far ahead no matter how good we were doing we didn't want to say all right now let's look at the playoffs or yeah, let's yeah, look yeah. At, you know we're not playing a great opponent this week let's look at you know the, the tough team we got two weeks from now because when you do that and you overlook things right <clears throat> bad things happen and you and you and, and a bad team will catch you slipping and then next you know you're you got a loss you know on your record of a team you should have dominated so coaches and players like in my opinion, having the best results is just focusing on the present, focusing at the task at hand, one practice at a time, one play at a time. And when you yeah. do that, when you have that perspective on things, right, you get better outcomes. I, I I 100% agree. The funny thing is we will not be doing that today because we're yeah. going to be looking at the next five games that Chicago Bears play. I love it. Let's jump into the first quarter brought to you by the Hard Rock Casino in northern Indiana. Here's, here is, right, like the Bears have through the first five games, looked abysmal and then looked like one of the best offenses we've ever seen. It looks like our quarterback is actually starting to have the game slow down for him. Looks like the system is starting to move in his uh, favor. And on top of that, we've had an excellent run game over the last couple of weeks. But we're one in four. And over the next five games, the Chicago Bears absolutely have an opportunity to climb out of this hole. But... You have to continue to see them do it in the fashion that we saw them get this last win versus the commanders. So, J-Mac, if the Bears 
play like they did versus the Commanders for their next five games. Vikings, Raiders, Chargers, Saints, Panthers. Let's start with the Vikings here. How are you feeling they're going to be able to fare over these next five games? Yeah, you just got to keep building, you know, and, and let's start on the opposite side of the ball. You got to keep building on what on the successes that you've had uh, the last few weeks. And, yes, we lost that Denver game, but offensively they played lights out until, you know, until that debacle, you know, in, in the fourth quarter. But, you know, they 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 were able to overcome that and play a solid game against the, uh, the commander. So, you know, continue to build upon your successes, continue to do things that makes Justin comfortable. Uh, I think they got to get, you know, some other guys involved. Now, we know DJ Moore had a great game, but you yeah. need somebody else to step up. You know, Cole Komet stepped up in their commander's game, but I need to see some more Mooney. You know, I want to see uh, Tyler Scott. You know, I want to see them try to, you know, figure out a way to get Bayless involved if he's going to be active. And this week especially, you know, you look at – we don't know what Deontay Formers had. We've only had a small sample size of him, you know, in a preseason game. So, you know, he's going to get an opportunity with Killer Herbert out. And and I don't know the status of Rashawn. I think we'll know that later on today uh, when, when Coach Flues has his press conference and they're back yeah. on the practice field. Uh, we'll get an idea of what Roshan, uh, Roshan Johnson's status is for this game. But – you know, just continue to build upon the things that you've done well offensively and then, you know, go out there and just, you know, continue to play your brand of football. And on the defense side of the ball, we had five sacks last week. We've got to continue to build upon that because before that, we had two sacks. So we got seven sacks total. Yep. We had 20, was it 20 sacks total last year? we got to find ways to get to the quarterback, especially Kirk Cousins. And, and Justin Jefferson, he's not going to be in this game. You know, that's a, a benefit <laughs> to our defense because yeah. we know what we can do. Uh, but here's the thing. You know, Jalen Johnson, is he coming back? I think they said he might have a shot at playing. Yep. Um, you know, Kyler Gordon was designated to return. Is he going to be in the lineup? And you're going to need those guys because despite Justin not being in, uh, Justin Jefferson not being in, you still have – they still got a bunch of good, really good pass catchers. Hawkinson, yep. you got K.J. Osborne, you got the rookie Jordan Addison, and you got Kirk Cousins, who's one of the top quarterbacks in the league right now in terms of the passing game. So I think you have to find ways to get pressure – on the quarterback that's a constant in this yep. defense regardless of who you're playing that's going to be one of the focal points of this defense every single week trying to find ways to generate pressure trying to find ways to get that quarterback off the spot and when you look at i go on the other side of things for the minnesota vikings you look at their defense right watching film on their defense um i, I actually watched that game against kansas city in person but i watched the all 22 yeah and you know, Brian Flores, the Vikings defensive coordinator, does a great job of, of doing a lot of different things, right? So he gives you a lot of different looks up front who have a lot of guys just standing up, moving around. Then on the snap of the ball, right, he's got, he runs a lot of games and stunts. So you have, uh, you know, TEs in which the tackle's going first and then ends looping around. Yeah. Um, he's going to do all kinds of creative things to, to bring pressure and to bring confusion in pass protection uh, for the offensive line, but also in the run game. So I think when you look at, Guys who the Vikings highlight, Daniil Hunter, they always try to find ways to get him to the quarterback or to give him the best opportunity to get to the quarterback. So protection-wise, our offense, we're going to have to be on our P's and Q's like we were last week against the Commanders if we want to continue to have success offensively. Yeah, it, it's it's so funny to me, right, looking at even without Justin Jefferson there, you go down and you look at, like you said, Hawk, Addison, Osborne, and you're just like, hey, they still got some dogs. They still got some guys who are plus 10 yards per reception guys on this team. Uh, and we have struggled to defend anything up the middle. Uh, I, I talked with Lance about this 
for me, I need to see Flus continue to do what he did in that last game, bring the pressure. I know that it is going to be a situation where Kirk Cousins is going to catch you. There's going to be a lapse in coverage because you're bringing pressure. And and Blance was like, well, that's not acceptable either. It's like, well, you, you don't have the 05 defense back there. So you, you have to pick your poison, and you're getting killed in coverage anyway with the guys you have back there. Hopefully Jalen Johnson on Jordan Addison. I think they would put him on Jordan Addison because he's been absolutely cooking this season. Uh, I, hopefully he makes a difference um, having him out there instead of a Terrell Smith or a Tyreek Stevenson. But when I look at this Bears team, if you get pressure on Kirk Cousins, it's shown, right? When Akeem Hicks was here, when Khalil Mack was here, when Kirk Cousins doesn't have a run game and pressure is around his feet, he struggles and he throws bad passes and he throws interceptions. He hasn't been, yeah, I mean, listen, he's gotten sacked a lot this year. He's been pretty efficient this year, though. 13 touchdowns, four interceptions. You got to find a way to make sure that you're in his face and, and around his ankles all day because I think that just makes him more uncomfortable and it's going to make them struggle. And defensively, I, I I keep hearing this. I said this yesterday with Courtney, and I, I'll stand on this. I watched the All-22 from that Vikings game as well. Everybody keeps going, hey, you know, uh, they're going to take away DJ Moore, so you got to go to Dynamo. They, there's nothing they can do to take away DJ Moore. <laughs> that Vikings defense has nothing for DJ Moore. It's all about can they get pressure on Justin Fields and if Justin Fields can get the ball out quickly like he has been, I don't know if you saw the advanced stats on, on how Justin was getting the ball up, two and a half seconds. The 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 longest I saw it take him was 2.7 seconds to get that football out on Thursday night. If he's being decisive and quick like that, it's going to be really hard for that Vikings defense to slow us down. Yeah, and that's something that we've been talking about, you know, dating back to last year is him holding the ball, you know, him yeah. having that internal clock in terms of knowing when to get rid of that ball. And when quarterbacks, you know, have the capacity in, in the mental makeup to say, you know what, boom, boom, I got to get this ball out right now. Yeah. We're going to be more effective. But that's also on the coordinator, right? You coordinate, you can't have <laughs> you 10 to 15-yard routes. And then your quarterback sitting back there, he's waiting for the receiver to get open, and then yeah. you have pressure coming. You know, and that's what we saw early in the season. when You had a, a, a patchwork offensive line where you had to move guys around because of yeah. injuries. And you got receivers running deep routes and Justin's sitting there looking for these guys and they're not open and he's getting sacked and everybody's saying, well, Justin's holding the ball too long. Well, yeah, no, yeah. no crap because the receiver's not even, you know, at the top of his route or he's not uh, coming out of his break yet. So you look at the changes right early on in the season. Was it the play calling? Yes. Was it Justin as well? Yes. It was a mixture of everything. It was all yeah. bad. You know, it was, it was BS. And, well, and when, when you see it, right, like there's a couple of plays where it's even a screen pass, but it's a screen pass with an RPO where he's got to watch the blitzer because the line is shifted to the right. He's got to he's got to see if the screen is open. He's got to see if he should hand the ball off. And then say, I'm like, you got him looking right to left. Mm-hmm. And he yeah, got to do this in three seconds. Yeah, it's a lot <laughs> of stuff. When, when you can when you can take a lot of that off of a quarterback, right, especially a quarterback that has the skill set that Justin has. When you can just simplify the game more for him, and I'm yeah. saying simplified in terms of not saying that he doesn't know the game, right? But it's a lot of stuff that you got to process at that time. So if I, if, as a coordinator, if I can continue to simplify the game for my quarterback, he's going to play at a high level. And yeah. I think that's what we've seen the last few weeks. Why has the offense come out to some great starts? Because we've seen the simplicity in the offense. We've seen basic boot packages. We've seen basic routes, three-step routes, uh, you know, slants, hitches, things of that nature, uh, where Justin can get the ball out quick with confidence and get the ball in the hands of his playmakers and let them make plays. And then 
we've seen the opportunities where, you know, we want to take shots and we've taken shots, but we've connected on these shots, right? So yeah. early on in the season, we've seen a few shot plays. We didn't see a lot. We didn't – Tampa, we saw some. Receivers were, weren't coming down with the ball. So now you have guys making those plays. And even last game, like Darnell Mooney has been – you know, he's been missing in his offense. Uh, but last game, you know, Justin went to him. He took a couple shots to him. The first yeah. one he did, uh, Darnell Mooney has to keep running on that. I don't know what that was. Yeah, he has to, he has to keep running. And then another one, I think it was uh, in the back of the end zone on their first drive. He yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just an overthrow, you know. So those things will get corrected. The good thing is he's going to Darnell, keeping him get keeping him yeah. in the offense. And you know, once that connection happens, once they build that relationship and chemistry, you're going to see an even more explosive offense in this in the passing game. It, just to your point, right? Justin Fields on passes 20 yards thrown or more, right? Uh, 96.3 passing grade right now. He's got a 13. He's got 13 completions. That is the most in the NFL. He's got six touchdown passes. That is the most in the NFL. And he's got zero interceptions uh, through the first five weeks. Now, of course, we know a lot of that is the last two weeks. But, I mean, it does speak to the point of, you know, like... You, uh, Honestly, the biggest change was just taking those shots, right? We would see yeah. one or two a game. It feels like in the last two games, we've seen four in the first half and two of them are connecting, right? Like it's it's just ha giving Justin the opportunity to make to make a play where, okay, I got DJ Moore one-on-one. -on -one. They was playing DJ Moore one-on-one -on -one way too much in that Washington game. I don't know what the game plan was there, but every time you do it, guess what? If I got time to make this throw, I'm going to make this throw. We saw Justin have the ability to step into that with the offensive line. Let me ask you this, J-Max, so we can kind of bring this a little bit to a close, right? With all the points that we just brought out, Vikings, Raiders, Chargers, Saints, Panthers, what's your prediction over the next five games that the Bears have here? Because I think a lot of the defenses that we play, minus the Chargers, Chargers is an elite defense. I mean, a, lot of, a lot of dogs on that line. Let me pull up the schedule, man. So this week, all right, our our running back, who's a quarterback. Right? Hey, hey, I Minnesota. love it. I tweeted that out yesterday. <laughs> right? our, our running back, who's a quarterback. Yeah, we got a better running back and quarterback than Minnesota. <laughs> so, I, you know, I, I like our chances. I mean, it just sets up. You know, Minnesota's in a funk right now. Yeah, um, they played Kansas City tough, but obviously they were in the lost column. They really there. might be blowing it up. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they really they're in struggle. I mean, you saw what the. Uh, I mean, it's you got the Raiders. I mean, they just came off a, a win against Green Bay. I don't really think they don't really scare me like that. I think yeah. there's a chance there, especially with that game being at home. Uh, the Chargers is going to be tough. Anytime you go on the road like that, it's tough, man. Like it's it's. I mean, you crossing what is it two time zones? If I'm not yeah, mistaken. yeah. Um, that's that's going to be a tough game. But I does still going like to warmer weather make it easier on you guys to play though? Because you played in a lot of cold games, yeah, right? Yeah. It's getting a little colder here. You're going out to L.A. Yeah, but see, L.A. is not like Tampa. You don't have that humidity. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's it's a different type of heat than when we're down to Tampa. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think the guys will be fine. And then I just, you know, when you're – that's a Sunday night game, too. So, um, it's really like the time you're playing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're playing at like midnight, or you know, compared to, uh, you know – It's true. You're used to a different time zone. Yeah, you know, it's true. But another thing, too, is a catch-22 because sometimes, right, that travel gives you more time to bond with your guys. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. and, that, and that plays a factor in, in determining the outcome of a game as well. Uh, then you got the Saints. I mean, that's another winnable game going down there to New Orleans. Our guys got to stay off Bourbon Street. 
Uh, <laughs> but you know, Carolina, man. I mean, they're they're all. I mean, oh man, they're it's bad. They're, it's bad. It's bad. And we've seen bad before. We we've been we've been where they've been. Yeah. So yeah, it's bad. Um, but but despite that, like the Bears have a chance in all these games, right? But like I said before, and I'm going back to coach speak. <laughs> it's one game at a time. It's one game at a time. And I yeah. know us as analysts now, and we're doing a podcast. We want to look ahead. A couple of weeks ago, we're talking about the draft, and it's just funny how time changes. <laughs> a win, a win changes everything, win. don't it? Like we get one win, and now we're we're off the, the Caleb Williams bandwagon. We're not talking about having all these picks in the first round. We're back to the season now, and saying yeah. hey, there's not a chance. Yes, they have a chance in all these games, but you got to take one game at a time. And the main thing is the main thing, and that's beating Minnesota at home. Because, yeah. like I said before, a division home game has more weight. It has a you got to hold yeah. serve. You have to hold serve. And this is a must win for the Bears if they want to have a chance to crawl back in this thing and, and, and have hopes of possibly reaching the playoffs. Hey, listen, we can caveat every game the rest of the season as a must win, yeah. right? I'm not doing that every week. Because every when you start off one and four, every game, unless you get to six and four, right. is a must win game. But I do, I'm gonna be honest with you. I I'll I'll be the analyst, right? The 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 foresight, the, the deep projector on this one. Okay. I really believe that now, granted, this is if we continue to see the play that we see in Washington, we see the play the first three weeks, we're getting smoked outside of the Panthers game because I think the Panthers are that bad. But if we play the way we played the last two games, I could really see the Chicago Bears at worst going three and two in this stretch because Vegas, Vegas hates Josh Jacobs, but also hates Devontae Adams. Uh, I I don't know what's going on with either of those. I, I believe Josh Jacobs right now, uh, is averaging 2.9 yards per carry on 82 carries this season. They haven't been able to run the football in the slightest. Now, granted, versus the Bears defense, things are very, very different. We'll see kind of what the Bears are able to bring to the table on that. But they have been able to rush the football. They don't throw the football to Devontae no, Adams. He had four targets last game, maybe five, I think, maybe. He's got four, 54 targets. targets on the whole season. Yeah, it's weird, right? Uh, like it's it's so strange to me just seeing like he it's almost like like the last game they wanted to go to Jacoby Myers and I was like I get using Devontae Adams as the decoy but it's the same conversation we were having here with DJ Moore like he's not here for that he's Devontae freaking Adams so yeah I, I think they don't have they don't have an answer there uh Max Crosby that's the answer Max, he's a monster by the way he's a monster he's a beast he's a beast I got to the Chargers yeah I mean, listen, I, I, I think our defense has improved. We ain't improved that much yet. It, it's still, there's some humbling experiences coming in that Chargers game, bro. But mm-hmm. the Chargers, to me, are last year's Minnesota team. Mm-hmm. I look at every game, and I'm like, what, what, what are we doing here? What's what's the game plan here? We we sure about that? We sure about that? Are we sure about that? Like, the... Saints is kind of the same feeling. I could see the Bears losing that game. Like you said, that's in New Orleans. It's down Bourbon Street. <laughs> right. But it's Bourbon Street. I also don't know what the heck. Like Derek Carr's got a full slate of weapons, and sometimes he just don't use them. Sometimes he does. Right. Last week he said, Hey, send uh who was it? I believe the, the clip was uh Kamara. Or not Kamara, it was uh Shahid. He was like, send him deep. Run it again. Runs the play. Looks like an elite quarterback. Yeah. Most of that game, though, he looked like Jimmy Garoppolo. I, I I could be convinced that the Bears might lose that game as well, which would be two losses in a row, and then we're probably back to Caleb Williams' talk at that point, right? <laughs> Panthers are god-awful. Yeah. They're so bad. 
They're a miserable organization right now. It, when I look at the Panthers, I actually have to look at Flus and commend him for what we went through last season and how it went. We're five weeks into the Panthers, and Frank Wright's calling out the owner. To me, that's what I heard, right? The owner's too yeah. involved in what's going on down here. Frank Wright's calling out the owner. <laughs> we lost 14 straight games, and the Bears were just like, hey, we just got to uh, keep plugging away. We got to yeah. work. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's uh, – yeah, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a good stretch for the Bears. It's a good – it's a good get-right stretch for the Bears, right? It's yeah. a good opportunity for them to keep getting right. Yeah. And in order to do that, they've got to keep building upon the successes they've had. You know, and, and the most encouraging thing that I loved about last week, the offense played well against Denver, right? They could have came out and just laid an egg against the commanders and not and not have and not have picked up where they left off. Yeah. But they didn't. You know what I mean? And it was good for me to see that the team, you know didn't bring that baggage with them into this game. They forgot about it. And even during the warmups, when I was watching the guys, they were full of energy. And it was like they were excited to get back out there and right those wrongs. And I asked Justin that question. I said, how excited were you to get back on the field after a short week? And he said, we were real excited because, you know, facing all that criticism, facing all the adversity, yeah. you know, and a game you should have won, in which you already had adversity, adversity and this just added to it. He said it gave us an opportunity, right, to go out there and control what we can control. And that's going out there and really putting on display, building upon what we did in winning a game. And that's what they did on the road. You're on the road yep. in a hostile environment. So on a short week, you had to travel on a short week, on a short week, no practice, all walkthroughs, you know, you weren't in pads. And it, it was good. And it was good to see, you know, a lot of guys step up. You know, guys who you're going to count upon. And that just shows, hey, you know what? Do we have the best roster in the league? No. no. But we do have pieces on this roster, guys that we kept, who were going to be called upon to contribute. And they contributed. I mean, yeah. Greg Stroman, we haven't talked about him. He had a sack and interception that game. Yeah. Tevin Jenkins was out since the – From the, the indie game. Practices, <laughs> indie practice. He didn't even oh, play in the game. Came in and, 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 played, a, and played a good game. Like, yeah. that's, that's encouraging. Those are all encouraging signs that we no. see from this team. Uh, a hundred percent, and and I think that's what to me that's what Bears fans have hope in right now. It's not that this team is an elite team all of a sudden. Like I don't want y'all to. I, I I'm gonna be honest with you. The the confidence right now that Bears fans are speaking with is the next five games, four to five games are teams that you feel you should be on par with if your offense keeps playing this way, if not a little bit better. Yeah, that gives you a little bit of a boost, right? And then you look at um, after that. If you can play well through this stretch, now you're talking about maybe being four and six, five and five, six and four. Six and four would be crazy. That means you go five and oh, six and four would be. Yeah. Now you're on an unbelievable run at that point. But then you get the real test of the Lions, the Vikings again, the Lions, the Browns, yeah. right? Like that's where it's like, okay, now are you ready for this test of what's real in the division? Can you go out there in three games and take two out of three and have a strong foothold in the division? You just see the opportunity. And that gives that gives Bears fans a little bit more of a, okay, maybe there's a chance. Also, the division sucks. <laughs> like, like the Packers are trash. We are not good right now. And the Vikings, I told y'all they were gonna fall off a cliff. I swear to you, right. if the Bears beat the Vikings, it's getting blown up. They're blowing the team. They will trade Kirk Cousins. They will move on from Daniil Hunter. They will. 
I, I don't know what they're gonna do with Justin Jefferson. Just he might he might not come back. He's on IR four weeks. You're talking about him being back week nine. Yeah. And 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 and, and he's like, hey, you know what? If if we're playing bad, I ain't got rush. no contract. I ain't got no contract. I ain't rushing back to get hurt and ruin my my earning potential. Hey, doesn't make I sense. Had, so here's here's my bid. I, um, I I sent this text out. I do want to put it on. Uh, I'll put it on wax because it, it was this was my uh, my meathead take, right? Like I even sent the Dob Bears guys with it from SNL, right? I said Jay Jetta stays out because of the contract dispute. Vikings trade Kirk and rebuild. Jettas becomes a free agent sign was signs with the Bears. We now don't need a wide receiver with the first uh with our first round pick. So we trade back and we take uh we draft Olu and Joe Alt finishing off fixing the O-line. First. First championship. If that come true, I'm I, y'all. Y'all ain't never gonna tell me nothing again, bro. Y'all ain't gonna never be able to do this pod with me again. I'm I'm God level out here. Let's keep it going, man. Because you know what, we was doing quarters, but we just spent thirty minutes talking about this. Let's just keep it going. Let's have a conversation. Is that a game? Because because uh, we had a major debut last night, and I do got to ask you: Have you ever been a part of a debut like this? Connor Bedard debuted last night. He was the first overall pick. Um, there was an immense amount of hype around him. And I mean, for the most part to me, just watching him in his first game, he lived up to a good chunk of it. Um, yeah. didn't see him score a goal, but just flying through the ice playing really well. Yeah. What bears player do you remember having the most anticipated debut? And what was it like being in the locker room with that kind of, kind of a player? Uh, you know, what, ah, man, I, I remember when we actually, traded for color and everybody was excited because mm. you had color coming from Denver, which he had a you know Pro Bowl season with Brandon Marshall at that time when they were in Denver. And you know the hoopla and the hype was 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 high in Chicago because they never had a quarterback quarterback like that. You know, <laughs> it was Pro Bowl quarterback. Right. We were excited uh you know as a team we were excited because we felt like he could have been you know the missing piece to get us over the hump to get us back in the playoffs but not just in the playoffs to you know get that championship. So we were excited to have him here. Um, I think the hype was real. Um, so I think I would say Jay. A couple of, I mean, a couple of the, uh, the rookies coming in, you know, Tommy Harris was a high draft pick. And yeah. everybody had, a, a you know, an eye on him because he was such a great fit in the system that Lovey had here, um, you know, in that in that 4-3 uh, cover two scheme that Lovey had. You know, that th- uh, that three technique, Tommy was the ideal fit. So, there was a lot of hoopla with Tommy. You know, Tommy was a great player in college. So, yeah. you know, we were – there was a lot of um, – you know, we're excited to see Tommy perform as well. Uh, so, I would say maybe those two guys. Um, you know, our locker room was different, though, man. Like, our, our, I'm t- our locker room was different. So, um, everybody was on the same page. You know, if you were a first-round pick, second-round pick, we cared about production. We cared about yeah. what you were doing uh, to help the team. We cared about, you know, how you were handling yourself as a pro. We cared about if you knew – if you were doing your job. You know, yeah. and the accountability was real. I mean, there wasn't you know, there was accountability amongst the coaching staff, but the accountability that we had amongst each other was greater than anything. So, yeah, you, know, you could have been a first round pick, but if you weren't doing your job, you know, somebody was going to call you out. And that's just how it was. And I think that's that led to us having, you know, some successful seasons. And if you don't have the type of locker room and the camaraderie to where you're OK with calling each other out and you're able to accept that cr- criticism and step up your play within. Well, you're not going to go far. And I keep saying it like the elite teams is player led. Yeah. If you have a coach led team, you're just going to be average. It's so funny. Cause I just looked this up. Cause I figured you would say Jay Cutler as well. I looked it up before the podcast mm-hmm. and seeing the contrast between Bedard last night, who 
I mean, get, I believe he, he came away with assist his first game. Starts off his first game with a point. Moved through the ice well, all of that stuff. And Jay's first game. First, the Green Bay Packers. A 21-15 to 15 loss. And at that point, his career high in interceptions, four, in his first game with the Packers. Like, I don't even remember that. That's crazy. <laughs> Y'all lost on Sunday night to the Green Bay Packers. Mm. Jay Cutler had four interceptions, uh, had an opportunity to drive down the field mm. to win the game and uh, did not. And um, Aaron Rodgers opened up the game with a 50-yard score. Mm. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> I don't, I don't, yeah, that's uh, hey, you just yeah, blocked I mean, that one out. You yeah. just blocked that one out, but that's I mean, right. to be honest, though, when he when he came to sh- when they made when they actually made the trade, like the hype was real, like everybody's, yeah. you know, oh no, I remember his Super Bowl, we're going like everybody was hey, going, man. Here's the funniest part about this, right? And this is it's so cool that I get an opportunity to work with ESPN now because I've been listening this long, right? When the Bears traded for Jay Cutler, mm-hmm. I remember listening, I think at that point it might have still been the Carmen Yurko and Harry show, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe. But I remember listening, and the Bears had traded. They were on the air, and they were like, you could hear them over the radio. Like They were like, whoa, and they're throwing papers in the air. And yeah. the Bears got a quarterback. Oh, my God. He actually did it. The Bears got a quarterback. And then we know what happened, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm a I'm a Jay fan. I'm not gonna lie to you. I've always said if if Jay if Jay didn't have uh uh the the left tackle that was existing at that time that he had, he might have had a lot longer a lot more success here because Jay took a lot of shots for the Bears as well. Jay took a lot of hits as a Chicago Bear. I mean, he was he was Joe Burrow. Like he was getting sacked on that level yeah. every single week. And he would get back up. So I was always impressed by the toughness of Jay. I know a lot of people look at it and be like, well, he didn't come back in in the NFC title game. And he didn't. And, yeah. and I've I've heard all of it, right? You hear both sides of it. But it's so funny. Like, it's just like, I like what Ryan Poles is doing because I keep in my mind going back to the Jay Cutler era. And I'm like, Jay could have been a good quarterback if we could just protect him on a consistent basis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, it, it, that's the thing. Like, not just like you talk. That's a good point you make, right? Not just Jay, any quarterback. Like, if you <laughs> if you protect, if you if you can, you know, protect your quarterback. Yeah, give him an opportunity. Like, there's a lot of good. I mean, you can be a really good quarterback. There's a lot of quarterbacks in this league that ha- that have had a lot of potential that have been damaged because they didn't got their bell rung every single play. You know I really I mean? believe Derek Carr could have been a not. Not Derek. David David Carr. Carr. I really believe he was a good quarterback. That's what I was going to say. Like, he had elite talent. He had elite skills. Um, He just – you couldn't protect him. And then after – I mean, just imagine, after you get hit after pass, after pass, after pass, you become gun shy. And now you're like – you know, you you drop back expecting to get sacked. You're dropping back protecting yourself instead of going through progressions. It's so – like, I really do believe, and there's a lot of people that my co-host on the breeze is big Derek Carr fan. He believes that Derek Carr, right, has been given kind of a raw deal in his career. Bro, like, I really believe David Carr was leaps and bounds better than his brother. Yeah. And he just got hit. I want, I mean, I believe, I'm trying to look it up now. There's one season, maybe it's his first season in a league. Got, I want to say he got sacked 60 times. Yeah, it was something crazy. I think it was like 50 or something crazy like that. I'm trying to see where the sacks are now. Because I just, 
I, <laughs> I mean, they sacked them all the way to the broadcast booth. Like <laughs> <laughs> broadcast booth, they sacked him to developing. He started developing quarterbacks. He was like, he was like, yeah. I'm a good quarterback. I swear I am. Yeah, they sacked him all the way to NFL. He got Network. sacked. Y'all think we're joking, bro? I, yeah. 2002, 16 games played. He got sacked 76 oh, times his first season as an NFL quarterback in Houston. And you, and you expect, and, and then you say he's a bust. No, oh my God. Just like, he, he got the brakes beat off of him. Like, Here's his numbers in Houston. I'm, let me, let me, I had to make sure this was the right, the right guy. 76, 15 to 2003, only played 12 games, which means he, he must have got hurt yeah. and come back. 49, 68, 41. That's his career in Houston. Of course, he went on to play a little bit longer as a backup and different things like that, but it breaks you. That's why I love what Ryan Poles is doing. That's why I don't sit there and everybody's like, oh my God, we should have took Jalen Carter. We should have done this. We should No, you protect your young quarterback. I'll give you case in point. Jordan Love, the first couple of weeks of the season, looked like he could really play football. Yeah. He looked like he, 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 I was like, dang, he might actually be the quarterback that people are saying he is. Yeah. David Bakhtiari goes out. The offensive line fell apart. Yep. He threw four, three picks last week. Because because every player said, huh? Oh, God. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> trying to make something happen. And, and you know, you don't have an opportunity opportunity to read things out like you want. Yeah. And you don't have the time. So you start forcing the ball. Yeah. You know, and that's what happens. I mean, they, and you get – and that's, that's what it was, right? That last play of the game, timing just late. Rolls yeah. out left. If he lets the ball go right away, Christian Watson's in the end zone. Should be an easy touchdown. Should be a walk-in. Instead, he lets the ball go late. Yeah. Underthrows the football, it, it 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 all leads to that. So I love. Uh, yeah. I think that's the biggest success from the last two weeks we've seen as Bears fans is the offensive line being three fifths put together. Really four yeah. fifths because Cody Whitehair is our center, but four fifths put together. All of a sudden they can protect our quarterback, and yeah. you feel a lot better about who Justin is. Yeah, you guys got healthy, and you have guys playing good football. Tevin yeah. played great last week. Played amazing. You know, Larry, Larry played great last week. Like, yeah. shocking. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're like, wow, like, Larry played like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you would think the matchup, right? The yeah. matchup for Larry, you, you would say, I, I was kind of worried about it. I talked about it. I said, like, man, like, you know. I thought he was going to get cooked. Yeah, like, it's a tough matchup for him. Yeah. You know, so him, him exceeding those expectations and playing well. And like you said, Tevin coming and playing well. I mean, that whole left side, those guys haven't had time together. And the left side of that line played yeah. well. And then, you you know, Cody has to jump in at center because uh, Lucas Patrick got a concussion and, you know, performed well. And Nate Davis, we talked about him all offseason. He went, he's went through a lot of things. He, he's faced a ton of adversity, right? Yeah. Adversity of the media, of us getting on him and then going through a family situation, right? So he, he's been playing, you know, some good football as well. And, and Darnell Wright, everything's a new experience for him. You know, he's a rookie. So every, every he's still getting used to the facility and his teammates and, and everything. You know, the yeah. travel and stuff like that. But he's still going out there and he's playing the way that we envisioned him playing as him being our top pick last year. So that's what's so encouraging about this team. You got guys getting healthy, right, On not just on the offensive side of the ball, but on the defensive side of the ball. Guys coming back, guys getting healthy. So – like you said, Pat, when you look at this stretch, this this next five games, right? We've got a chance. I mean, really do because you have yeah. you've been playing with guys who've been in and out of the lineup or who haven't been in the lineup, and now they're yeah. coming back. Guys who you were who were key contributors, who you were counting on this season, 
who have not been in the lineup these first few weeks of the season. So I think that's what what's so exciting. You know, we got to win. We finally got the monkey off our back. We got back in the win column. Now, what can we do against yeah. the original opponent on Sunday? Hey, the Bears got to show it. That's what it comes down to. And it's so, it's so, here's the thing. If you go on this run and the offense continues to look like it does, mm-hmm. Ryan Poles looks like a genius because mm-hmm. I figured out my quarterback position. We don't have to draft one in the draft. If, if, right, like if it goes the other way, we're sitting here, we're on uh, a Caleb Williams watch, basically. That's, that's what we're heading towards. But if you go on a run here offensively, Justin continues to look how he looks. The connection with him and DJ Moore continues to look how it looks. Um, the Carolina Panthers are not heading in the right direction, and they look like they are going to give you the first overall pick. Ryan Poles looks like a genius. Yeah. And I, I broke this down yesterday on the breeze. I think that Ryan Poles actually fleeced them because I was looking at the top nine teams. Bears end up trading back to nine. You kind of sit there and go, I can see none of these teams taking Bryce. Maybe Atlanta. Maybe yeah. Atlanta. And you'd have had to trade up one spot. Instead, you traded up nine spots. You trade away DJ Moore. And we get draft capital that we then trade to turn it into Tyreek Stevenson, who looks like Tyreek a little aggressive. He got he to gotta figure that balance out. But he looked like he can play Definitely. at times. He's, yeah, he's, I mean? he's a rookie. He's a good piece, man. Like, yeah. He, he, I mean, in, in this defense, you got to have corners that can tackle, right? Yeah. And we had corners that could tackle when, when this defense had success, right? And I can only go back to uh, the success that this defense had when I played for the Bears. Yeah. Yeah, corners that could tackle. Peanut could tackle. Bash could yeah. tackle. You know what I'm saying? Like, guys in the secondary that can make an impact. Mike Brown, um, Chris Harris, yeah. Brandon McGowan, guys who were thumpers back there, but could also, you know, execute the scheme. So, I, I like Tyree. Is he overly aggressive in the, in, in, in uh, coverage? Yeah. You know, He'd be aggressive. A lot of penalties. <laughs> But he'll come up and hit you. He'll come up and hit you. So it's something that, hey, you know what? He's a rookie. These are these are growing pains we have to go through. But when you look at that, you can confidently say, and I'm sure Pose is saying the same thing, like, dude, like, we got a player. You know, yeah. we got a player. Because a lot of that stuff you can clean up. The more yeah. and more he gets comfortable in the scheme, comfortable playing at this level, he can clean up the pass interference calls and stuff like that. That's all technique. You know what I mean? But the one thing that you – it's hard to – it's hard to coach his aggressive aggressiveness, right? You can't coach physicality. You got to have yeah. that as a player. You know, you can go out there and fake it in practice. Or I'm, I'm, yeah, I can't wait till this week and go out there and <laughs> tackles and not be aggressive and, and hit people. You know what I'm saying? But you got to have that embedded in you as a player. And Tyree Stevenson really has that. So that's the encouraging thing I like. I like from Tyree. And uh, you know, and another thing we're talking about polls. So I like the fact that you know some GMs they'll try to. You know, make every excuse for their mistake, right? They won't own up to it. Yeah. Pose, Pose owned up for for Claypool. I screwed up. It didn't work out here. <laughs> he said, "My bad." He's like, "I try, I try to bring a guy, you know, that big, that fast. Yeah, you know, we had some success in the league. Who I felt like can come in and help us in the passing game where we needed, you know, give just another weapon. But it didn't work out. Yeah. You know, it didn't work out. So I gotta." And I shipped them off, and I still got something in return. You know, it wasn't as it, it wasn't a big return. It's nowhere near what we what we sent out. But exactly what we sent out. But at least yeah. you, you wrote your wrongs. Like I got to get you out of here. I, so, I I actually like that because I feel like the previous regime was completely the opposite. It was I brought this guy in. I'm gonna pay him. I brought this guy in. I'm gonna reward him for what he did for one season. I love that Ryan Poles is very much like. 
Now, listen, he, d- he does that with everybody but Valus. I don't get Valus. I still don't. I get it. He's a gunner now all of a sudden. I ain't seen him make one tackle yet. But I don't <laughs> But yeah. I think I do. I really do believe that's Hightower. I really believe that Coach Hightower just loves Valus Jones and wants him to be a part of this team. He's like, I will find you something to do. You going to be here, my boy. So, uh, but for me, right, like when I look at how Ryan Poles is basically just I missed on that, but it's not a miss that sets the franchise back, right? Mitch set the franchise back. Uh, 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 When you miss on Kevin White and you're trading up, you're setting the franchise back. You're you're drafting a receiver in the first round. He better be that dude, right? Like, you are making misses that is going to set you back years in the future. We, we, the third, losing the 32nd pick sucks, but Next year's draft looks just as good for us as this year's draft did. And in this year's draft, we got a young man in the first round after trading back twice that, I mean, listen, I'm trying to find a nickname for him. I'm thinking about calling him Prince, but I think that might be a little disrespectful because he's serving pancakes. You know what I mean? That's a day. If you get the Chappelle reference there, you know what I mean? Does anyone want some pancakes? Like That's that's kind of how I feel about it. It's encouraging to see that you hit like so far. I mean, it's still a lot of season left. Yeah, but you 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 draft a guy that high, you insert him at the right tackle, and now he's playing like he can be a pillar of your organization for a long time. Five that's weeks really in. encouraging. Yeah, that's really five weeks <laughs> because it's like, man, you know, all the homework that we did on this guy, you know, he he was our guy. So now yeah. we got him, and he's playing well. So now you can. I mean, he's another guy that you can build around on the offensive line. And, you know, you have him, you have Tevin. Tevin stays healthy. I mean, you've got some solid pieces there on that offensive line. Yeah, there's there's a lot coming with this Bears team. Hopefully, we'll be able to add a lot more. I love how Ryan Poles has done this job. On the flip side, right, uh, when you heard Frank Wright's comments, because that's kind of where the pick is coming from, what did you think about what he was saying there about uh, ownership being a little bit too involved? You, I. You've kind of been a part of a team where the owners were very much involved in the team, right? Like the the, the McCaskies let the football duties happen, but they had your your generation of McCaskies had their hands in it a little bit with the yes and no. Yeah, not not so much with scheme though. Yeah, like, you know what I mean, like they're not they're not going out there. They weren't going out there and telling Lovey, hey, you know what, you need to call this on third and long, right? right. You know what I'm saying? And, and 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 we've seen things like this before. Like there's organizations where this happens. Look at the Cowboys and Cowboys old school. Jimmy Johnson, when Jimmy Johnson was there, um, you know, they it was the same thing happened. Yeah, you know. It, so I think that's what the rift between <laughs> it helps when you win a couple of Super Bowls. Right, right. You know I mean? There was still that rift between Jerry Jones and Jimmy Johnson. You know what I mean? There was still that rift, like yeah. Jerry Jones on the sideline in the huddle, like in in the game, like. Jerry, get your mind off the sideline. Hey, you know, Jerry, do be in the huddle, bro. He be yeah. all right. Break. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, Jerry so doing here. That's when, when you have when you have a coach who's you know like like Frank. He he was a quarterback. He's been in this league before. Yeah, he's been on successful teams. He he knows he knows what success looks like. And you know, it's like you have somebody over your shoulder. Like, hey, uh, Frank, you know, call this call this on second. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Get, get your behind back upstairs. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, we need and you more reading we, the analytics. Yes, we need we need we we need more pieces here. I'm yeah. gonna worry about this. You worry about your worry about. So I, I know it gets frustrating for him as a coach where he's trying to coach his team out of a rut. You know, we're, we're failing right now. We're bad, <laughs> real bad right now. I got a rookie quarterback. Doesn't really have any weapons. We can't really do anything right right now. I'm trying to find things that we can have success on. And I'm trying to find ways for us to go out there and and 
to be better in anything, you know, and that's what he's trying to do. And imagine trying to do that. And you got your owner over your back saying this, this, we need this, we need that. So I can see his frustration. The wildest thing in the world is too, right? It's like what the owner is saying is (laughs) he's just like, we need a better running game. We need a number one wide receiver. It was like, you mean, you mean like DJ Moore and Christian McCaffrey? <laughs> like, like, like what, what he's saying, I'm just trying to figure out how it makes sense to him. I get, I almost, I don't, I don't know if I agree with Frank. I don't know if he called the owner out either. He just kind of said they're tough conversations, but I almost yeah. agree with Frank that like, you know, kind of stay in your lane with this. But at the same time, like the decision making that y'all made to send the pieces out that you now looking at and you're like, oh man, they're gone. Like both of them have talked about DJ Moore and Christian McCaffrey was like, I never thought I was leaving Carolina. Yeah. Like I never would have left if they hadn't traded me. So seeing that, especially with Bryce and I mean, I feel bad for him. He is the conversation we had about David Carr right now, right? Like, I don't know whether Bryce can play or not, but he can't play behind that offensive line. Yeah. I mean, Hey, you know what? That's, it's a tough situation. You know, I'm glad we're not them. <laughs> I'm you know glad I mean? Sorry for you. Sorry for you guys. You know, <laughs> at least I, for I, one I, week. At least for one week. I, we, we my, my whole thing is, I, 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 you know, I want our guys to keep playing well. Our young guys to keep developing. You know, let's keep adding this draft capital when yeah. we have the opportunity to. And, uh, you know, it's a huge game, man. I, I'm excited for, you know, the fans to, uh, you know, to come come out. Divisional game. You know, With hope. Soldier Field off of a win, like, you know, it, it, it's exciting. I'm glad the fan base is excited again. You know, it's yeah. not like resentment. It's excitement. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? With hope. That's what I say. Like, it, it's so – when you go into a game – like, going into that Kansas City game was depressing because yeah. we went into that game just like, we got to do this. Here we go. Oh, God. Yeah, you know I mean? Like, you knew what was coming. So, is it, when you go into a game with hope, it, it's a lot more fun, especially when they actually live up to some of that hope. Uh, let's finish it out with this. Bears Vikes is coming this Sunday. We'll, of course, be covering it over on the post post game show. J Mac will be on the sideline on the broadcast on ESPN 1000. So stay in tune with them on that. This Sunday versus the Vikings, what's the matchup that you're going to be watching the closest this season or yeah, this, uh, this week? Yeah, I'm, I'm in the trenches. Like I said before, I think when you that offensive line, can you build upon the success you had in protection? You know, against commanders, against another team that's got some really talented pass rushers, they can get yeah. after the quarterback. You know, it's it's building upon the successes that you've had. And so I'm looking at the trenches. I mean, Daniel Hunter, you got on that line. They're going to do a lot of things. They're going to try to run a lot of stunts and games to 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 get you out of rhythm and pass protection, and even in the run game. So that yeah. that's the main matchup I'm looking at. Uh, and then you know, running the ball too. I want to see I want to see Deontay Foreman. I want to see him get his opportunity. I don't know if Rashawn Rashawn Roshan's going to be out there, but if he is, we're going to get a glimpse of what Roshan can do with more carries. So it's a, it's, it's an exciting week. It's a lot of questions that, that are going to be answered, um, you know, in terms of what I'm looking for. Yeah, it, it is a uh, – it's going to be one of those weeks that I think it, – it's major to me because this could set your future of what you think about your quarterback. Yeah. Three weeks, continue success. If he can keep that, that connection with DJ Moore, find a way to get Darnell Mooney more involved. It says a lot about what your outlook is over the next four games after that when we had the five-game conversation, right? This game starts all of it because you get a divisional win. You're one and one in the division. Um, I don't believe – has anybody else played a divisional game? Detroit? Did Detroit play the Packers already? I think Detroit and the Packers played already. I'm not even sure. 
Um, but you know, like you're you're getting an opportunity to get a leg up in the division. Mm-hmm. That is that's that yeah. Detroit did play the Packers, so the Packers right now are one and one in the division. You can then become one and one in the division. Yeah. It, it makes a it makes a big difference, man. It makes a big difference. So hopefully the Bears will be able to come out of this one with a win. Uh, but that is another edition of the Chicago Bears podcast. Hit that like button, subscribe to the page. Y'all already know what to do. Leave that five star review. Let's go get a dub, man. We got we got it's ten days, ten days of preparation. Bears have been pretty good on ten days of preparation. Let's go get a dub, man. Actually, last time we came off of ten days was the uh, was the Patriots game. What that was when we had that uh, that that debacle versus the Commanders. Let's let's do that again. Come out, dominate. Hey, y'all stay safe out there, Chicago. For Jason McKee, I'm Pat the Designer. Bear it out. Peace. Bear it out.